This is your host, J.D. Shock, a.k.a. Juwian, and this is Set 5 Pass, a podcast about all things Yu-Gi-Oh! We got content reviews, deck profiles, meta reports, you name it, we'll whip it up. Uh, check us out on Twitter, at Set5Podcast, to get an inside look of what I'm stewing up, and maybe, maybe we'll take some suggestions from y'all. Thanks for tuning in for this week's episode. Let's get right to it. What is up, everybody? This is JD Shock, aka Juin, and you're listening to Set Five Pass, a Yu-Gi-Oh podcast. Oh gosh, gosh, gosh! So I was already planning on doing an episode that was going to be covering just some basic news, like Yu-Gi-Oh news that's been popping up. But as today went on, more Yu-Gi-Oh news kept coming out. So I'm sorry, this is going to be a little bit of a longer episode than what I intended. But to summarize it, I'm going to be talking about the Maximum Gold Eldorado set that's launching November 17th, OTS 18 dropping in 2022, and then some really cool speed duel news that came literally out of nowhere um, yesterday. So uh, this is going to be an awesome episode. Uh, If you want to talk or respond to anything or if there's something that um, I missed or messed up, um, more than welcome to message me at Set Five Podcast, but uh, we're just gonna get right into it. So, Maximum Gold El Dorado, the entire set list is now out, and I want to say that this is probably one of the best reprint sets in modern Yu-Gi-Oh in a long time. So, uh, it's one of the premium gold rares. Uh, sets we got it last year and there was quite a few notable reprints in the set then um most notably off the top of my head is like nibiru imperm um uh, Appaloosa. but now we're getting quite a lot and there's a, there's some really expensive decks that were kind of aged but still maintained in the meta that are now incredibly budget friendly because of this set so First off, I want to cover some of the new alternate artworks. There's quite a few, and uh, I'm bringing this up courtesy of uh, at Dual Daddy on uh, Twitter. It's Dual underscore Daddy. He makes a lot of really awesome Yu-Gi-Oh content, and he condenses it in a really nice um, graphic, so shout out for him for whipping this up. So, new alternate artworks. Uh, IP Masquerade is getting a new one. Nightmare Unicorn, Rescue Cat. That's a really cool one because it's a reprint and an alternate art. Uh, Rescue Cat's really expensive right now. Uh, we're getting an OCG art of Firewall Dragon, um, a very, very old art of Red Eyes Black Dragon that OCG has had for a long time. Um, we're getting uh, alternate arts for Golden Lord, uh, Danger Bigfoot, which was an interesting one. Uh, Black Rose Dragon, Ghost Mourner, and uh, the Lila Charmer. So those are some of the, like the, to get a taste of just some of the like alternate arts. Now we're going to get into actual reprints. So there's not, there's nothing new that's interesting that's introduced in this set. There's no like new cards. This is specifically a reprint set, but just going through the list, it is Bonkers. I mean, we're getting Destiny Hero Plasma, 
Scrap Chimera. That's been one that, uh, you know, once Scrap Raptor came out, this car shopped to like $50 because it had no reprints. Gamma's being a re seeing a reprint. A lot of the Dino Core seeing a reprint. So like uh, both of the Exes, uh, UTC, uh, Soul Overraptor. Um, in addition, with the Megatons, we got the Pill Dino that got a reprint as well. So now Dinosaur decks, which by the way are still pretty good with Misk, uh, with Misk, you know, hurt right now. And, but yeah, now this deck is gonna be cheap as hell and it's just wild. So then we're looking at Weather Painter Snow. That's not a big deal, but it was kind of an expensive card for their deck, especially because it's a rogue deck. Uh, Ray's getting a reprint. Uh, we're seeing in Invocation and Invoke Mechaba both seeing reprints as all gold rares. This is all the gold rare stuff, by the way. Uh, Mathmech uh, Albertian. Uh, if you have tried to build Mathmechs, the deck is relatively cheap except for Albertian. Albertian is like, was like a $45 card that you played as a one of in the deck and it was very crucial to the combo of like extending all the way. And then, yeah, we're just getting his reprint. So it's pretty awesome. Uh, oh, I lied. There is some new cards being introduced. There is the C1000's Numeron cards that were being introduced in this set. Those are going to be uh, gold rares as well. Uh, moving forward, the two biggest, and I cannot believe that they evaded leaks for this long, but Predaplant Anaconda and Access Code Talker got reprints that should be like that should be like sounding alarms for everybody it is oh gosh so when anaconda avoid the ban list this card jumped from like 40 dollars to 75 dollars and it stayed there and if you need anaconda especially with uh the new uh fusion that's coming out of burst of destiny or just for your own dragoon plays like anaconda was a card that usually deterred you from picking up those strategies. In addition, Anaconda's just good in any deck that likes to fuse where the archetype has their own theme fusion because it's just two monsters and you get your fusion card. So that's pretty good. And then access code, oh my gosh. Access code talker using a reprint is wild. And if you've already looked at like the prices for this card, it start like this announcement happened earlier today and the prices are already tanking. It was like 175 when the day started and I think it's dropped down to like 140. And so it's definitely being affected, but oh my gosh, just that, that I've been seeing it on Twitter all day. People are just going nuts for access code talker getting like a semi easy to get reprint. Okay, going through the rest of the list. Um, we're seeing a lot of staples getting reprinted. But we're also seeing Pot of Extravagance, uh, a lot of the Eldritch cards. Actually, I think the entire Eldritch core, like Hawk, Conquistador, Eldlands, the Elixirs, like those are all getting reprints. Uh, and now once we start going to like the rares and commons, it, it's like everything. Like if you wanted to build a budget, like a deck that was like a tier three or rogue strategy, but just wasn't able to do it because of like those niche, um, like one or two ofs that were like $25. Like this set, this is your set. Uh, <laughs> so Urgent Schedule is getting like a rare reprint. 
or a lot of the train stuff is uh, driver, omega, Cyframe Lambda, uh, which by the way looks really weird without any foiling uh, because that card has a lot of color to it and it's just like blah. Um, the entire Numeron core is getting a reprint. Uh, so that's gonna be a really budget OTK deck to pick up. Uh, you should really check out uh, my friend uh, Scalic on, on YouTube. He actually plays Numeron OTK like all the time. It's one of the decks that he pilots really well and you can do some pretty funny stuff with this deck. Uh, looking at other reprints, the entire Altergeist core is getting a reprint. Most of the Weather Painters are getting a reprint. Uh, all the Code Talkers, like the entire Prank Kid deck is getting a reprint, including the Link 1 that was uh, int recently introduced, which is just kind of salty, <laughs> if you ask me. Like, after the ban list happened and the cat got hit, prank kids are gone. Like there's nobody at my locals playing prank kids. Nobody talks about like alternate strategies that they're doing. Like that deck got like erased from the metagame after that ban list. And now it's getting reprinted. So, <laughs> so if it ever comes back to two, then okay, you can pick up prank kids. It's a super cheap deck now. Uh, the field spell, which was super expensive, is getting a reprint in here as well. Uh, going through it, uh, looks like all of the Charmer links are getting reprint, except for the new, the newest light one. Uh, more Golden Lord stuff. Uh, it, <clears throat> we're seeing Summon Limit get a reprint. That's a pretty cool one. Um, mainly, like, I make this case every now and then whenever Bandless Season talk, like comes up. But I definitely think that Summon Limit is a card that should be banned. It, if your deck can play within Summon Limit, uh, you effectively get to stop the opponent their turn, and then you just get to steamroll with the out value game because the opponent's not gonna be able to establish a monster and make an extra deck, like establish two monsters to make an extra deck monster to out the Summon Limit. Uh, most players' resources come out of the extra deck, so like combo and mid-range decks, they just really, really struggle to a card like Summon Limit. And now, it's going to be yours for one simple price of $30 out of Maximum Gold Eldorado, available November 17th. <sighs> so, what does this mean for the meta? Uh, there's a lot that's gonna change. I mean, Axis Code and Predator Plant are gonna be super available now. Uh, those players who were not casual players but not competitive players because of the financial barrier that financial barrier is going to get um knocked out a little for a little bit uh like i said dinos are still a pretty strong deck that can play even with um even with misc being hit um you know prank kids not so much uh but all like altergeist have you ever played against a really well-versed altergeist player like it's Game one is 30 minutes, but you lose. Like that is, it's hard to beat Altergeist when they know what they're doing. And the Invoke stuff is getting reprinted super nice because we already had Alistair getting reprint last time um, in last year's max, uh, Maximum Gold. So yeah, like all, all in all, this set is phenomenal. Like. I highly suspect that this is going to sell out really fast at your local shop. 
you may have some luck trying like Target, Walmart, stores like that for finding this because this is just going to go pretty fast. It's a good, it's a really, really good reprint set. Like everything you needed staple wise, um, like staples and decks is just all available right here. So yeah, Eldorado, oh my gosh. Okay, moving on to the next thing, the next big piece of news. Um, OTS Tournament Pack 18 was announced today and is gonna be available on February 2nd of 2022. Now, OTS packs are awesome, but damn, they, they sometimes don't really give us much good stuff. Like you'll get a couple like super rares that are kind of useful, but then you'll get a lot of like, the alternate rares are usually like a fan favorite a card that's super meta relevant, and then just whatever the hell's Konami wants to do. So in the link of the article that they published today, um, they're, I'm assuming the meta relevant card that they're pushing to be an o uh, OTS is Fusion Destiny, which is mainly used to summon Destroy Phoenix Enforcer, which just came out of Burst of Destiny this week. So, I mean like Fusion Destiny was already pretty uh pretty wild like it started off as like two dollars and the closer that we got to burst destiny launch the more this card skyrocketed up and now fusion destiny is like a 15 dollar bulk hollow that a lot of people just have if they have if they invested in that set with an ots tournament pack and fusion destiny being a thing um you know i don't foresee phoenix enforcer being banned or limited it's not it's a very balanced card, which is really nice, unlike Dragoon, which should be banned. Um, so Fusion Destiny is definitely going to be the thing that people are going to. If we end up following OCG and uh, Dragoon ends up getting banned, or the Anaconda gets banned, then uh, Fusion Destiny and Destroyer Phoenix Enforcer are going to be like the go-to extra deck control cards that people are using, and uh, Fusion Destiny is going to skyrocket up. Um, so with that being said, uh, yeah, it this is cool. I'm glad that Fusion Destiny is getting uh, this nice OTS ulti upgrade, but I really feel like Destiny Hero Dasher should have got it. I know that Destiny Hero Dasher has an old ulti printing and its original printing. Uh, however, uh, Dasher is a really old card that hasn't had any reprints in the past decade and rares and commons are like nine dollars because there are no reprints if you have dashers already awesome for you if you're like late to the game and you're like man i gotta get dashers then good luck it's gonna be a little bit tricky and even vendors are starting to run out because everybody's starting to mass buy however we do have the speed duel box coming out in february it's the gx box and aster phoenix was a confirmed character deck that they were going to do so that may be the opportunity where we get a reprint of Destiny Hero Dasher and a possibility that we might even get a secret rare upgrade because they do uh, secret rare rarity bumps for a lot um, for like individual cards in the, in the box, the speed duel boxes. So something to consider, it would be really awesome. I would love it if Konami did that because it would give people incentive to actually invest in the box and therefore uh, get a taste of what Speed Duels is like. And I'm all for Speed Duel stuff. 
And speaking of speech dual stuff, it actually brings us to our last piece of news. So, uh, <laughs> Konami out of nowhere released a article that, um, you know, we're a couple months away from the GX uh, Dual Academy box and we're rotting some skills. And this is, it was kind of funny because if you're in like the discords for speed duels, um, there's an ongoing joke of like, you know, there's no ban list in speed duels and Konami doesn't errata very often. So speed duels is just kind of going to kind of be a dumpster fire here and there when there's really, really overpowered stuff. And Konami was like, nah, we're going to errata some stuff and it's effective today <laughs> for any like major Konami event. And some of them are like pretty wild. So the first off was Cocoon of Ultra Evolution. Perfectly Ultimate Great Moth is a problem in Speed Duels. And I'll let you soak in on that sentence real quick because Perfectly Ultimate Great Moth should not be a problem anywhere. However, <laughs> uh, Cocoon of the skill Cocoon of Ultra Evolution makes it so you can turbo out a Great Moth turn one, which is 3,500, that's quite a lot. Combo that with um, Parasite Paranoid, one of, the, one of the ultra rares that we got out of a pack a while back. Um, going second, they can pump two Ultimate Great Moths turn one, and with the help of like a Breaker or a Magic Cylinder, you're being OTK'd. Um, the Parasite Paranoid is also attributing one of the opponent's monsters to clear the board a little bit more. So you're, you get OTK'd. So the previous text, is that you contribute one insect monster from either field equipped with an equip card. And if you do, special summon one insect monster from your deck, ignoring summoning conditions, also flip this card over. And the secondary effect is you can shuffle one insect monster from your graveyard to your deck, draw a card, flip this card over. Um, each of these skills can only be used once per duel. Update text. Activate one of the following skills during your main phase, but each can only be used once per duel. So, uh, you contribute one insect that's uh, equipped with an equip card, and if you do special summon one insect monster from your deck, ignoring summoning conditions, but you cannot no more special summon other monsters you activate this skill. And then the second effect is still the same, the shuffle an insect from grave back to deck, draw a card. That is really good because it makes it so you're not being OTK'd. It, now the only option is equipping something with the paranoid and uh, you know, putting out your perfectly ultimate great moth using cocoon, and then that's it. Like there's, there, there's nothing else. They're not, they're not using a breaker to wipe your field. They can still use cyclone, but they still have to invest some life points into that. And then after that, like, it's not as bad actually. Like not being able to normal or special summon other monsters is like pretty good. It definitely cuts in half the aggressiveness of the deck substantially so this was an awesome uh fix i'm really glad that konami did this um i'm glad that it's also cut down to once per duel i mean once per duel initially but there's some skills that are once per turn and they should definitely should not be once per turns uh second skill that got updated is inner conflict uh inner conflict is a skill that is uh used in a lot of aggressive decks um Activate this skill during your main phase. Once per duel, pay half your life points and take control of one monster the opponent controls to the end phase, but it can't attack directly. 
So uh, there's a common deck called Inner Conflict Monarchs, which is funny because we have no monarchs in speed duels except for like the worst ones. And, but you, you know, take the opponent's, pay half your life, take the opponent's monster, tribute for something like Jinzo or Spell Canceler or something. Uh, and then you just steamroll with tribute summons after that. Uh, and there's also other inner conflict decks that, you know, with between two monsters, they can pump out enough damage for an OTK. And they'll just use inner conflict just to snatch the one monster that's blocking just so they can go in for the OTK and then not do anything with the other monster. Uh, so the updated text um, now makes it so instead of paying half your life points, um, you have to pay 2,000. It can't attack directly and it can't be tributed. So uh, inner conflict monarch, gone. They can't take the monster just to tribute it. And with a solid 2,000 life point cost, it makes it so if they choose to wait to use it, to try to go in for the OTK, um, you know, like I said, like clearing the board, they really can't, they're taking a risk. If you hit them for more than 2,000, their skill's dead. So it makes it so inner conflict is now something that is used right off the bat and, um, and it can't be tributed. So it, uh, you know, it just makes, it makes this car, it makes the skill actually really awful. In comparison, I think it will still see use just for the ability to try to clear um, very aggressive decks that can still push out the OTKs uh, will still use this, but cutting it to make it a solid 2000 life point cost really does make it a little bit risky on whether or not to use this skill. And lastly, the other skill that got updated was Twisted Personality, which is I was, I'm glad this has happened. So when Twisted Personality first got announced, um, people were really hitting the fences because this on paper and first introduction, um, this skill is off, like awful for the player, but a really, really good skill. Each time a player loses life points, you place a counter on it. And then once per turn during your main phase, you can use one of the following skills. Remove two counters, discard a card from the opponent's hand. Remove three counters, destroy a face-up card the opponent controls. So, it was uh, <laughs> being able to rip a card out of the opponent's hand and remove an opponent, something from the opponent's board for essentially no cost is pretty good. The only cost being that each time a player loses life points, place a counter. So if you're playing a burn deck or a stall deck and you just do a bunch of chip damage, like 500 here, 700 here, 1000 from the lava golems, things like that. You know, two counters to make it so the opponent can't use their outs against you is really, really good. Uh, the three counters, I really don't see people use it for the three counters that often to destroy a face-up card, but sometimes if you play that thing that's gonna be the out to their other card, then Twisted Personality kind of pops up in that way. This skill, um, it kind of lost a little popularity uh, because some of the stuff that we got in the Battle City box immediately power crept this to make it so like maybe stall decks were not as effective as they could be. Um, but the update text makes it so um, instead of it for either player losing life points, you place a counter, it's only when you lose life points. 
So now you can't burn the opponent and then get value to then, you know, outvalue the opponent. Uh, you have to take some risk in taking a little bit of chip damage here and there uh, to actually make use of it. Now, I've already checked Discord and the Yu-Gi-Oh! Speed Duel Discords, and people are already playtesting in different ways to play this card. Um, there is some interesting trap cards like Prideful Roar that exists where you pay life points uh, to buff your monsters to get over stuff. So being able to decrease your own life points while chipping up the opponents to be able to get your out value that way, that's one thing. Um, also, it makes it so, uh, it's still, the problem still exists of like, I have one monster on my field, I don't wanna give them three counters because then they can out this monster, what do I do? Like that problem is still there, but it makes it so it's not so one-sided. Like burn decks can't play this to outvalue. Um, now like burn decks just have to burn before they get killed and this skill is not gonna help them in that manner. I foresee burn decks really going back to the Odeon skill where every time they activate a trap card from their, a monster, like summon a monster from their back row, they get a draw card. I foresee that kind of popping back up. So those are the three skill cards that got eroded, which is really, really big news for speed duel tournaments um, because it, <laughs> what, what's wild was, hey, effective today. That was the part that was, that kind of cracked me up a bit because there was no hint that this was going to happen. So, <laughs> Uh, they also did a, a lot of cool clarification in this article talking about speed duel like skills, um, explaining that uh, you know like this is these are not effects, uh, you, you know so you can't chain to them. Um, explaining like kind of where they go if it is something that's like a field like a, a skill that makes a field spell or a skill that makes a continuous spell or something like that. Um, it was nice because it does kind of, it does pop up in conversation and on dueling book of like how stuff works, especially in like that magnet warrior deck profile I did last week where, uh, there's the magnet skill where you can add one when you summon a magnet, like you have that and Delta going off at the same time. Uh, so it's like, which one goes first and is this a chain? It's not a chain. The skill, the skill is quote unquote chain link one, and then <clears throat> delta is chain link two, which is really chain link one, because you can't respond to the skill card. So uh, it's pretty cool. Uh, these were really nice things, and uh, <laughs> the small thing that Konami did to let people know about where to get these new skill new these new eroded skill cards is that they're putting them in the speed duel tournament pack three which got announced for next year so that's really nice uh it's it's cool that konami is really pushing speed duels and pushing speed duel content um and you know a continuation of the tournament pack is nice because we've had a very diverse meta since uh since tournament pack 2 especially with the battle city box uh and a lot of deck kind of rising to the occasion during then so um yeah this is all really really good news uh unfortunately they didn't give us any leaks or hints as to what's going to be uh some of the notable like reprints in this tournament pack um i think 
XYZ Dragon Cannon's probably gonna get one because uh, it's now really tier one with Cocoon being hit. Uh, I could see maybe Delta Magnet Warrior getting a super reprint just because magnets are kind of pop, they do pop up a lot. Um, a lot of the com, I just really see a lot of the common stuff that was like staples or used a lot getting that super upgrade. Now as for the ultras, like, oh gosh, I can't even tell you what I think the ultras are gonna be. Tournament pack ultras are, go all over the place and what they wanna promote and how they wanna advertise the tournament pack is, you know, it's nostalgia bait, but it's also competitive bait, so. All right. <sighs> Thank you for bearing with me for this episode. There was a lot of news stuff that came through. I mean, like Eldorado, OTS 18, Speed Duel, Arata's, Speed Duel tournament pack. Like this is a lot that happened within two days. So, uh, like always, um, message me on Twitter if you ever want to talk at Set Five Podcast. I could talk about Yu-Gi-Oh all day. However, I'm not going to with you guys because I don't want to talk your ear off, and I don't have all day right now. <laughs> uh, once again, this is your host JD Shock, aka Julian. Uh, you're listening to Set 5 Pass, a Yu-Gi-Oh! podcast, and I hope y'all have a good afternoon. <laughs>